amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is an honorable mention with Jeff Schwartz and Shane Hagedorn. Part of the Creative Control Network of Podcasts. Hey now, it's Tuesday and you know what that means. Happy two for Tuesday and welcome to another chapter of an honorable mention. The Essential Ring of Honor Retrospective Podcast covering the most successful independent wrestling promotion of this generation. I'm your host, Jeff Schwartz. I am delighted to be here. And alongside is my co-host, our expert analyst, the head of logistics, all elite wrestling content provider and operations specialist, the author of Code of Honor, the mayor of merchandise, the warrior of the Wayback Machine, king of cage match, and most importantly, Ring of Honor alumni, Shane Hagedorn. Partner, we're back. Lord, it's getting long. You have many titles. It's getting very, very long. Yes, we, we are. We are back. We are back. We are back, back again. Like, I was going to do we are back like uh, Stu in The Hangover. We are back. That one. When they, when they found Doug. I don't remember. Oh, yes, 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 yes. He was yes, on the yes. rooftop. Doug. Yes. I remember. A great, a great trio of movies. I, refu- I refused to see that movie originally because, and I did not see it in the theater. I did not see it, so it was home released and probably like on one of the movie channels or something. Because I was like, there's no way it can possibly live up to all this obscene amount of hype. So I'm going to let it tie down. Then I will finally see it. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it did live up to the, to, to expectations. Yeah, that I was one all of the, three of them. That was one of those, actually all three were one of those that we went opening night to see. Um, wow. Uh, just because I... You look at that cast and some of the creative brains behind that movie, and man, like just Todd Phillips, I think is a genius. But Um, except for you know making a Joker movie that's not really about the Joker. Uh, I love the Joker movie though. Oh, except it's 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 about somebody in clown makeup. It's not about the Joker. Correct. But there were just enough crossover for me to accept it that it's in the Batman universe, and we it's not in the Batman universe. I I do believe this is the first time we have done an episode of the podcast since we've both seen Batman, the Batman. That's very cool. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, you know, I think that was, a, maybe, man, that was a far superior movie than Joker was. I would agree. Uh, very much it was a super, superb movie, wonderful soundtrack. I highly recommend somebody go watch the new rock stars YouTube show about it. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, it was it was just top to bottom. I think about the movie it was enjoyable. I, I definitely give it the the two thumbs up, and it's going to be on HBO Max. Um, like I think by the time you hear this podcast, it's going to be on HBO Max. Yeah, uh, yesterday it will have been on HBO Max if you're listening in the regular feed. But if you're one of those wise folks that has gone over to patreon.com backslash honorable pod and signed up for some patronage, uh, there are some cool new bonus releases up on Patreon, including one that dropped right before we started taping the show as I unboxed my newest collectible. Uh, well, half of my two newest collectibles. Uh, I received the Brody Lee and Negative One box set today. So I, I opened one and uh, put it with my little AEW display. And uh, I have one that I kept in the box. It's, uh, I, on my shelf keep trying to post, I keep trying to post pictures of comics, but for some reason, the Patreon app on my phone is refusing to allow me to post pictures. Yeah, that app needs work, but you know what? It's worth it to to subscribe over at patreon.com backslash an honorable pod. You get the unboxing videos. You'll get the, the comics. Uh, we've got a Wrestling Yay series where I post something from my collection every week. Uh, some really amazing wrestling I posted the last couple of weeks. Uh, Flair and Steamboat uh, from the 70s, early 80s. And uh, so on and so forth. It's like a nine-disc set, I think. Uh, eight or nine. I don't remember. Damn. But uh, that's something that I put together. Um, back in the day of VHS to VHS. Wow. <laughs> and uh, and converted it. To, it's been on DVD for a while. It was one of the first things I ever converted once I got one of those VCR dvd recorder combos um but yeah this it's 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 incredible it it i only ever made one comp i only ever made one comp that required me to do that that vhs to vhs dubbing if you could remotely if you even could get if you guessed what it was i would be shocked i'll just tell you that i made it in like 2000 2000 2001 hmm and it was very timely. Mm. WWE centric. WWE best of Eddie. No, or, no, or it, was a, it was a best of Triple H comp. Oh wow! Every yeah. every every pay per view match and significant Raw matches that I had uh, the the copies for, but primarily pay per view matches. Well, All from I mean, the beginning of his WWF career through, uh, I think the last thing on there was the three-way with the Rock and Angle. So that would have been SummerSlam 2000? Sure. Where Kurt Sounds goes through the right. table in the first, like, five minutes? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, SummerSlam, the match and... SummerSlam 2000. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I I'd be hard pressed, you know, to to find a guy that was more consistent in the ring 
especially in that I don't late even... 90s into 2000, 2001. Like, you didn't even get to the best of the when that guy was like on another level. Well, the funny thing is, I didn't even make a copy of it for myself. It was a copy I made for a friend, so I don't even oh, have man. it. I don't even own it. It was a gift to a friend. Well, the good news is, is that that entire roster of matches is available uh, on a, a streaming service that is not available at patreon.com backslash an honorable pod, in spite of the fact they continually bitch about what we post at patreon.com backslash an honorable pod. Um, plug the email for the book before I get into it. Oh, there's book. no email for the book. It's just my email. Just shanehagedorn at gmail.com. Twitter handle is code of honor at code of honor book. Uh, okay. Twitter handle as I'm just posting uh, you know, ring of honor factoids um, day, uh, day, this day in the history of sort of stuff right now as I am uh Conducting interviews, I'm up to like 50 hours worth of interviews that I've conducted, not to mention shoot interviews of listening to our own archival episodes of the podcast with people like uh, the late Jimmy Ray, Jimmy Jacobs, you know, Monster Mac, um, uh, Lenny Leonard, like all of our interviews are, are excellent material for me to use and all of the other shoot interviews that are out there in the world uh yeah so there's a lot and i still have all those observers and torches and pw insiders and sports illustrated (laughs) and all sorts of uh, my my bookmarks are are there's a ridiculous amount of bookmarks that i need to i need to organize in some fashion yeah i i noticed yesterday I have only added one bookmark to my Chrome internet in the history. Like, I just go to the websites. I don't need bookmarks because I don't really go to a lot of websites anymore. But it's in its Wordle. Mm. So I know I know nothing about Wordle, except I see uh, people post about it all the time. I love it. It's it's a wonderful challenge to me every night. And if if you'd also like more in for more more uh, insight into it, you can ask Jeff because Jeff got to read a little bit of uh, what has been written thus far. Yeah, it's um it's powerful stuff uh, across the board. I've seen now kind of the the borderline of the end of the book uh, as well as the start and some of the other small excerpts and it's for somebody that lived and breathed the red and black um and i guess the orange for a hot minute um it's uh it's really emotional to to read the words that you're putting on paper and it's it's just it's such an important part of my life and my story to who I am today, I I don't know if I'm, you know, still watching wrestling, let alone doing this show or anything else around it. If it wasn't for Ring of Honor, so the fact that you're keeping the history alive and that now the company is in the hands of somebody that cares, um, it it's truly a, a great time to celebrate that 20 plus year legacy. 
And it was a great time in Chicago Ridge in 2014. That's right. But before we get to that, we do want to mention an honorable mention at gmail.com. If you'd like to email us about the show, have any questions, feel free to shoot us an email. And the archive to all 196 plus some bonus episodes. Uh, this is episode 197. Uh, those archives are available at honorable mention backslash main. That's an honorable mention backslash main. We're brought to you by the Creative Control Network. Be sure to follow the head of the Creative Control Network, Mr. Joe Feeney. He is at J double F ha ha double E ha ha N E Y three R D and at the CC Network One for all the latest news and notes on the Creative Control Network. Be sure to follow our verified scientist of sound, our astronaut of audio, our purveyor of production, the ace of action figures, the voice of video games, the base master general, the technician of trouble, the best broadcast machine, the award-winning autocrat of advertisement, the cleaner of audio, Mr. Zach Johnson. He's on Twitter and Instagram at RadioZT, and he delivers us the best intro and outro every single week and makes sure that we sound cooler than the other side of the pillow. Ladies, it's time to get those summer looks ready, and you can do it with XO Mandy Sue, an online clothing boutique designed for young women who love beachy feels and effortless style. Get your perfect summer look today at XOMandySue.com. Or guys, direct your lady there, or pick out something nice for XOMandySue.com. And if you order from XO Mandy Sue, use the promo code AMANDAP20 for 20% off any purchase with no minimum. Again, xomandysue.com for the best in summer comfortable clothing for women. Amanda P20 for 20% off any purchase with no minimum. Want to hear the ad-free version of this show and get it early? Become a patron today at patreon.com slash an honorable pod. If you become a patron, you'll get early and ad-free access to the show with several tiers to choose from that start at just a few bucks a month. And each tier comes with more bonus perks, like bonus content, merch, and so much more. Support the show at patreon.com slash pod and get early ad-free access and be worthy of an honorable mention. Well, partner, I think it's time. Let's dive into it. It's worthy of an honorable mention. It is March 8th, 2014, and we are in Chicago Ridge, Illinois, at the Frontier Fieldhouse for Raising the Bar. Night two proudly presented by patreon.com backslash an honorable pod. I think it needs more of like the legendary, the historical, the landmark frontier field house. Well, it's not the distinguished uh, Montgomery County fairgrounds. Uh, no, it's like it's better. It had multiple no. quality ma- multiple. It had multiple legendary matches take place in it, not just one. Hey, 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 okay? Let me tell you something. Chad Collier and Ace Steel in the fairgrounds was a good time. It was had by all. Brett Titus made his Ring of Honor in-ring debut in the fairgrounds. That's where the foundation was born. So, I'll not have you disparage the good goddamn name of the historic Montgomery County Fairgrounds. May they rest in peace. Start parking lot. Yeah, yeah, I think it is now a parking lot for the hospital. Uh, 
But we we are here in Chicago, and one of the things that I wanted to bring up, so commentary on this show is Nigel McGuinness, Kevin Soaring and Scoring, Kelly and Steve Carino. And uh, I, there is a dark match. There was not a dark match the night before, but Jake Durden? Dearden? Yeah. I have no idea who this is. Uh, he has no relation to Kyle Durden of the NWA. No, it's not even spelled the same. Nope. D-I-R. Shout out to Kyle. Uh, that was specifically why I put that in there. Gotcha. Still waiting for him to do pull-ups on his wall. Oh, yeah. I saw the new the new floating shelf. Yeah. Looked delicious. Um, but yeah. Jake, yeah. Jake, Jake, Jake Dearden. Dearden, Missouri, Missouri-based, also wrestled under the name of Jake Foster. Beginning of his engineering career was April 6th of 2012. Uh, I have definitely seen the name before. Uh, I was totally unfamiliar. One USA DWF. Um, a lot of it is zero one USA and uh, okay. his match history. Interesting, but he he would go to defeat Will Ferrara, who we know is Lil Willie, and uh, that was the dark match on this show. Um, but it was not the end of dark times on this fair. Jake Dearden had a match against Bushwhacker Luke at Juggalo, the JCW in St. Petersburg, Florida. <laughs> I love, you know, it's so much fun sometimes to look through people's match histories because you just see the most random stuff. I did not expect to see Bushwhacker Luke at a Juggalo championship wrestling I, show. I think you mean Ring of Honor legend Bushwhacker Luke. Yeah, I know. I, I made him. He's uh, he's a mate. Yes. Yes, yes. But, uh, yeah, that was the dark match. But then we go into dark times uh, to open this very show. As Unbreakable Michael Elgin is taking on Tyson Dukes. And this may have been the worst structured match of the entire show. Elaborate. So, obviously, Elgin is on the trajectory here in uh, early 2014 for the Ring of Honor title. It's going to go after the champ, Adam Cole. And uh, amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's definitely being booked that way. Uh, I don't know if the crowd agrees based on their <laughs> reaction to him, but... We were long past the point of caring 
about Michael Elgin here. Um, but this is a Tyson Dukes showcase. And oh, yeah, this was. I I watched this and I just go. Wait. This is backwards. <laughs> but like I I stopped at like the three or four minute mark and I was just like. This crowd is. Completely uninterested in either of these two guys. Elgin is doing some like strength stuff. But Tyson Dukes is like controlling this whole match and then gets put over after the match in a loss. Yes. I, I he, was, he was trying to Elgin was trying to do his parent some sort of trainer mentor uh, a favor. Put him over. I put mean, him over in the law. Lo- put him over in the loss. Make him look strong, and then you know, get on the mic and 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 praise him. Um, it was just, it was a bit odd, definitely for someone who is clearly being propped up as uh, you said in 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 the title. One of the names in the title hunt. I mean, the the very last show keep, he's. They, He's in the circle at the end of the show for, you yes. know, Adam Cole's title. No, he's not in the circle of trust. No, not though. Even man. in 2014, he was not no. in the circle of trust. But he was in the uh, circle of title contenders. Yes. The contenders Not ring? the contenders circle <laughs> ring or whatever in the fuck it was called. I'm going to write a whole chapter about the 300 different contenders. <laughs> things that we get. He's a thousand words on that. Number one, number one contenders trophy, contenders ring, top five, the fan top five that we did on the message board. It was taken. It was taken more seriously by anybody than any of the other fans. Yeah, but it's it's, he's he's obviously one of the guys because they. That's one of the things that they keep. They mentioned on on the first night of raising the bar. Mentioned on this is you know how many people are in the mix of pursuing Adam Cole and and the Real Honor World Title, and Elgin's one of them. And isn't Elgin the guy who ultimately beats him for it? Yes. Is that yeah? So like, uh, so it was weird. It was it was definitely uh, strange. how like 64 days match was i mean elgin was still you know elgin winning and now but you know elgin showed uh, let tyson show a lot more than i think it would have been if it was any one else um but I don't know. it's weird because i think back to like you know the night before dukes had duck is i always forget dukes tyson is it dukes, dukes or ducks it's dukes all right all right. I think. But I, I, I just I keep thinking ducks in my head. I don't know. Text, but, uh, textbook Tyson Dukes. Yeah. But like he, he, almost any of his matches within Ring of Honor, he's been showcased. Like back to the TV, you know, the 10 minute hunt with Eddie Edwards, you know, mm-hmm. four years prior to this. Like he was, he, Eddie shined him up because I guess, you know, part of that is. That idea of if you just destroy somebody, who did you beat? Right. Nobody. Um, that being said, 
Elgin does give him a lot more than I would have anticipated, given um, Elgin's what, what's the word you use trajectory. Yep. I also think like you can be selfless and put over this guy as your trainer and all that, but when you're not necessarily getting the rocket strapped to you, but when you're you know part of that upper crust of the card. And then you go and do this and then give a speech afterwards, not putting yourself over, but putting the loser of the match over. Mark it in the history books. Michael Elgin putting someone else over. I know, right? <laughs> it was it was all a lot to take in and I just I I, I know like Mick Axel uh, in his review, he, he put it so thorough. Um, when he said that he has his reservations about Michael Elgin being the, the chosen one to take the belt from Adam Cole. And that is just the most perfect way of, of surmising uh, what exactly Michael Elgin was at this point. I mean, I haven't seen much of that, and I certainly have not seen Elgin as world champion in anything that we have watched. Uh, and... I just if I look at this crowd reaction and you know even the night before it's just kind of eh like they're they're supportive and appreciative and they seem to enjoy but not next world champ next world champ next world that champ was, I like that everybody was a year or two everybody prior to this. that was when Kevin was like the champ I think yeah people would have bought into it more at this point it feels much more like that's like people are more behind hero as that or even I, I think people were more invested in Taven the night before as being a guy to possibly do this and they seem to be behind Elgin here uh, like and uh, Jay Briscoe obviously with that one like it's it's there seems to be a lot more or or Kevin for that matter I can't judge AJ they keep talking about AJ but AJ is not in either of these shows so I can't judge nope. the crowd for that one he had just but, returned in El- January yeah, like Elgin does not seem like the guy from the way the fans are uh, are taking him here or the night before. Too little, too late. And I think that may be the subtitle for the Hunter Johnston era of booking in Ring of Honor. More on that individual and his booking of somebody specific in Ring of Honor later. Uh little inside podcast uh, baseball here for, for you listeners. Um, before the show, I told Hagedorn I had three things I wanted to uh, point out. Um, that was item number one, uh, the, the entire Fugazi opening match. Um, just as a whole. What the fuck? Is that, how you, is that how you say it? If you, it's just, to me, I think of the band, and it's Fugazi. No, this is not the band, and unfortunately, this is goofy. Do you know the band? I've heard of it. I don't know their okay. music. I just know the you name. Should listen to it. It's yeah, superb. It's superb. I don't know. I don't know if but I don't know if that kind of punk is up your alley, but and it's it a like, mix too. Like, is it like AFI mix. punk? Like that kind of punk pop? No. No. More no. 
No, no. Just listen to Oh, listen oh, to thirteen do. songs. Listen to, to Revolver repeat. Or like, there's there's lots of wonderful stuff. All right. No, well, speaking not, of, it is not AFI esque, which is no emo punk. That's that's really the only emo frame core. Of yeah. Uh, but speaking no, it's of, not you know who Rancid is? Oh you yeah, know punk music. Green yeah. Day in its early it Green Day in its earliest Blink One Eighty Two to a degree pop punk like yeah you know, see I'm I always just, I'm shooting I'm shooting punkish labels at you and you, know, you get the frame of reference you know, I'm okay. not expecting you to be listening to 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 Anti Flag or Earth no. Crisis or no or Coxbar is I hate God in there. That would not be E Y E. I was hoping to get a pop out of the name Coxbar. Oh, that's a good one too. Well, we already made yeah. one cock reference earlier to the streaming network that is not nine ninety nine. Yes, we're gonna call it the Coxbar Network. Uh, but uh, up next, we have a, a fun little tag match. Uh, it's Adrenaline Rush of AC to Darius Thomas. Thank you. Shout out to Kid Russell. You should reach out to him for the book because he did some musical contributions over the years. Uh, and we've got The Decade as the opponents of BJ Whitmer and Roderick Strong. And they are alongside to the ring with Jimmy Jacobs and Adam Page. The current reigning AEW World Champion for now, as we're taping this. At the time, at the time of recording this, um, Wednesday night following Dynamite. Yes, we've we've just seen uh, Minoru Suzuki and Samoa Joe beat the piss out of each other. Yeah, I guarantee you uh, there was some urine somewhere in the ring during that match. Uh, uh, but it's fun watching watching Hangman the uh, pre Hangman Adam Page. Cleaning the ropes and having carrying the towel and just you know being the being the young boy. He um he made that leap. You know, I, last episode I described the you know when raising the bar night one in Milwaukee, I described that as the birth of Hangman Adam Page. He wasn't the Hangman yet, but it was the birth of him finding that personality. And being able to showcase that to go with the technical wrestling side. He's on he's on the road to Hangman. Yeah, the, there you go. He's on the road to Hangman. Um, but as the young boy for the decade, he did all these little things that he was frustrated in his role, and it that frustration grew over time. Like he's content here doing this stuff. But as we go down the road, like when we did Supercard of Honor from New Orleans, um, Supercard 8, uh, that that hangman, you didn't you finally started to see like, ah, I don't I don't want to be doing I'm not the young boy here. I'm not not the bitch of the group anymore. I'm on my own. I can do this myself. And uh, it's just a really cool, small story that factors into such an incredible rise uh, for the hangman 
And, um, you know, the fact that he's just here is like a, a second to a second. Um, it's real cool to, to see this is like the debut of the next step of Adam Page. And during the course of the match, Kevin Kelly tries to talk to him and Jimmy Jacobs is like, <laughs> puts the kibosh on it. Like, no, he does not get to talk. And you do not get to ask him questions. He's not worthy of a microphone. Correct. Now, do you know who the next young boy of the decade was after Adam Page freed himself? Yeah, it's Colby, isn't it? Correct. Colby Carino. So, good pieces of storytelling here. I thought this was actually um, an intriguing match on paper that just didn't go anywhere. Um, It felt like it was more action-driven as opposed to character work from Jimmy Jacobs being featured. You know, like, last week we got to see him tell the story of his grizzled, angry vet in the match. But now he's doing it on the outside as kind of a a featured player while the BJ and Roddy tag team are doing all the heavy lifting. Yeah. Well, I... I thought that the, the three-way from the night before was a far superior outing for Adrenaline Rush. I thought Correct. this was kind of uh, messy. Um, yeah, like the, the and, suplex and I don't know. Looked like a DDT. You, know, you see, yeah, and then just, but I mean, even things like if I watch the match, and I don't know where the story between them goes from here or if there is a story but there's some weird like miscommunication and it's one of those i'm like is this part of the story or are they just legit not on the same page right now and kind of uh not gelling um well one of the themes of this match was that ach was the loud mouth backstage disruptor and they tried to get that over on commentary a little bit and this is the decade being the grizzled veteran locker room leaders uh, trying to clean up the mess, so to speak. Mm. Um, but I don't know. This I don't want to say it was a disappointment because that would be far too negative. I just didn't think this really moved the story forward for anybody that was in the match. It was more about what was going on out of the ring with Jacobs and Page, as far as my own personal interests than what I was seeing from Roddy and BJ and ACH and Tadarius. It, it was just whatever. I, I think, like, nothing, it's not bad. And it's just, I don't know, it didn't do anything for me. It didn't set my world on fire. It didn't set the crowd's world on fire. Uh, it's, I mean, it's it's fine. It's relatively harmless, but yeah, in the in the big picture, it didn't do anything for the decade. Didn't do much for for the hangman angle out of it, and didn't do anything for John Rush either. It, they didn't look uh, as good in this match as they did the night before, um, and with uh, with Red Dragon and and Outlaw Inc. Uh, just I don't know, just fine but definitely yeah. a match i'm like yeah 
Eh, you know, not the not the home run. Not not the not not even a maybe a double. We'll give it a ground rule double. I was gonna say like just a solid base hit up the middle. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But uh, this one goes eleven minutes. Are we gonna are we gonna are we gonna baseball? That'll be our ranking system. We'll develop our own rating system after three yes. years. It's it's baseball related. Yes, I love it. I love it. Uh, it's, it's a single it. single via pitcher error. Well, did, what I tweeted something. I don't remember whether it was from the show account or my own account about referring to something as a four bagger the other day, and. Uh, you know, that's that's what I view the main event. The, well, the final two matches on the show is a four bagger, but um, mm-hmm. Death by Roderick uh, and the Lariat gets a two here. Uh, Tadarius counters the all-seeing eye. Whitmer bails to the floor. ACH soars and scores. Uh, trademark Kevin Kelly uh, with his Air Jordan dive and. Uh, that knocks uh, Roddy back into the ring. Roddy hits TD to Darius Thomas with the sick kick and the pin. 11 minutes, 25 seconds. I think part um, of it, too, is, and like, you know, it'll come into play, is that the, the dynamic. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Adrenaline Rush and Decade just is not as interesting as like the Decade and Cedric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Um, I think not only do you have. You need characters for the Decade to play off of. That are a little bit more verbal and a lot less like action first like an ACH or a Tadarius and I think Cedric was a little bit more complete at this well, stage clearly clearly <laughs> absolutely no 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 question about that one um, speaking of complete packages um, what comes next may have been the most surprising thing on this show for me um, it's Mike Bennett with Maria Canellis taking on Jay Lethal. And uh, I absolutely love this. Yeah. Like, was this was way, way out of left field. Like, these are two really good wrestlers, but I kind of felt like based on positioning on the show, they were just going to go out and have, like, a 
standard wrestling match with, you know, heel versus babyface and, you know, like a formulaic type match. I didn't think they would go outside of their comfort zone like this. This was awesome. It it was it offered a little bit of levity to the show in moments, but not such big, excuse me, like comedic spots or anything. But it's got some light moments in it, you know, particularly in playing off Bennett and Maria, uh, that, that dynamic. And was Maria going to kiss his balls in public, essentially, was... Kept, she kept kissing his boo-boos as he would bail to the ring, and one of them happened to be in the groin at this point, at one point in the match. And which so they played is, that up for, you know, they played that up, and then... But the thing uh, is, that comedy of, like, kneeing Ben in the balls and then Maria being involved, that in itself plays into the bigger picture story, which is eventually Jay Lethal joining House of Truth and turning heel. Was the need of the dick, um, or as Steve Carino would say, the need of the ding ding. Was it intentional or was it inadvertent? Like you're telling us a story here for not just this singular match, but it adds yeah. to this match. And there there were layers here. Um, you know, obviously they're in Chicago. CM Punk is the king of Chicago in 2014, even though he is fresh out of WWE for two months. Um, and so Mike Bennett is going to play up the CM Punk stuff because naturally these fans can't get over the fact that Maria and Punk used to be a thing. And it's yeah. been eight years. Uh, at this point. Ish? Uh, seven? Eight, eight or nine. <laughs> eight, nine, something like that. Eight. Uh, Eight. Yeah, final battle of six would have been when he came with her to the show. I think when D won the title. Oh six. Yeah. So seven, seven years and change, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, but it, it 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 gave something to latch onto, mm-hmm. and all right. This is how the fans are going to respond. I'm going to lean into it. Just lean into it. Being a smart wrestler. I'm going to, you know, it's, I'm not, you're not having to force things to get these jeers from the the crowd. They're giving it to you. So why not just, all right, well, you're going to chant this shit at me. Then I'm going to use a go to sleep. I'm going to use the anaconda. I'm going to steal all his shit. Uh, well, and we and just dive right into it, and you know, you're, you're encouraging it. Mm-hmm. Smart. I I love this. Like this was the mm-hmm. surprise of the show for me. Um, I did have one slight issue with the commentary in this match. Um, so Mike Bennett's been using the box office smash literally from day one. Uh, Probably used it on his dark matches in 2008. <laughs> like, I'm sure, like. I don't have any recall of those specific ones, but yeah. Uh, well, and Kevin Kelly, Kevin Kelly, Kevin Kelly, will he turn them over for at least book purposes? I'm just trying to get them out of his position. 
I don't even have a way to play them at my house. I'll get you a VCR. That makes it any easier than I can get a copy. Yes. Um, but he credits Matt Hardy for teaching Mike Bennett his finishing move, which he's been using now for at least six years. I mean, it's one of those that it plays into the the, the current. You know, it plays into what is happening in 2014 with with mm-hmm. with Bennett. But yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It's it's a, a very a, a very poor choice of re- recognizing what what's been going on for the previous you know five years that you've been on commentary and just trying desperately to shoehorn in a Matt Hardy thing. Um, three years. 2011? Yeah. Hmm. Started with Sinclair. Okay. I'm, I don't, why did I think back to like, I don't know, did Dave and, Dave and Kevin Kelly, was that a thing? Huh? Praise Act. Praise Act and Kevin Kelly? Yes. Mm-hmm. Dave was still around 2011. Hmm. Sorry, all these years run together. But either way, yeah. this one went 10 minutes and 50 seconds. It was a really fun match. It was, you know, and I don't want to, like, gloss over Jay Lethal, but Jay was awesome here as well, you know, going into the, the Macho Man Hill to the King Elbow, um, you know, which came after the Lethal Combination. Uh, Maria hops on the apron for the typical distraction. Uh, lethal je- lethal injection is countered, and Mike grabs a handful of trunks and pins Jay Lethal. Ten minutes, fifty seconds. Um, what a fun match! Yeah, I it was it was highly enjoyable. Unexpected. The crowd was. Definitely into it uh, far more than I think they were the previous two matches. I don't know if the crowd just needed to like warm up or this was just like the first thing that they gave a shit about. Um, but this is the first thing they really seemed to engage with. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's part of it is that I think that by this point, the 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 package of Maria and Bennett you know, was solidly over. Obviously, Lethal is firmly entrenched. You know, he'd been back at this point for, you know, a little over three, a little over three years now, a little over two years, 2011. Yeah, something, you know, two and a half years, he'd been back in the company, he'd been the TV champ. He'd, I think he won the TV title in Chicago. Um he had challenged, you know, Kevin for the world title there at the one anniversary show. Like he was well established, you know, back into entre- he's back entrenched into into being part of Ring of Honor by this point as well. Um, and he's he's out of all, that. It all worked. He's out of that Macho Man character too far enough where yeah. that's something he can kind of fall back into when he just feels like it fits. It's it's unnecessary. He's he's his own man now, and uh, clearly, on on of all the people on this show that are quote unquote a part of that 
contender circle, Adam Cole. Uh, you know, the the Adam Cole contender circle. Jay Lethal is the one that truly gets the the biggest shove up long term. So, fun match. If they do, tap him on the shoulder. Tap Lethal on the shoulder. Yes. Anybody gets that reference, I'll be amazed. That's a deep, deep cut. That is a deep, deep cut. I, I, I made that joke at TV the other week, too, to somebody. They, like, just shake their head at me. I mean, that was, like, a first year? What it that? Year one of BT? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably. It probably would have been, like, BT. Yeah, probably year one, like, BT. But... Wow. That was, yeah. I mean, that predates this is the worst town I've ever been in. Which is just the best shirt to ever travel in if you own one. It's my favorite traveling shirt. Applicable Uh, everywhere you go. That's right. Um, Especially in Ohio. No. Some days when I leave the city of Canton. I go to Maslin. Um, Outlaw Inc. is up next, and they're going to take on the Briscoes. Outlaw Inc., of course, is the Mad King, the King of Diamonds, the last of a dying breed, God's middle child, Eddie Kingston, and the Notorious 187 Homicide. And they're going to take on the Briscoes of Jay and Mark Briscoe. I was excited to watch this one. So... I was excited on paper for this, and I was trying to think if this was the last Outlaw Inc. match, and I don't no, think it last was. Match against, no, their last match, I think, is against Red Dragon. But it was in Chicago? Next I, I don't know. I, I just I know because I, I looked it up once to see when the run ended, and I'm pretty sure it's a Red Dragon match. I don't recall um, venue. Possible out of Chicago. I'm I'm pretty sure it was. Could tell you for certain. Um, it was. Uh, wait a minute. It was when they they had their little incident at uh, Victoria's Pizza Restaurant. Hmm. Um, which the name greatly escapes me. Um, but I circle squared circle. Yes. Um, so <laughs> there's I searched out wall punk. <laughs> it's not outlaw punk. Um, they should have put a K in outlaw ink just for fun. Because they um, have tattoos. No, just incorporated, spelled with an I. NK. Um, so yeah, I might be right. Um, this might be it. There was like one a- match after. There's one match after, but it uh, it's a TV match, so it could have been taped before this. I gotta look at dates. Gotta get a little more specific here. Ring of Honor had like a bus that would take talent to and from the squared circle 
and they would, you know, fans would go there and you could eat and drink with the wrestlers. Uh, yeah, so there was one last match taped at the next round of TV tapings uh, in April with Cliff Compton and Kevin against Al Lang. Hmm. I wonder where that was. Yeah, so this is the, this is, it was TV tapings in Baltimore. Okay. So this this may have been the night of the squared circle incident. This this um, this, this is the last. Uh, what do they call them at this point? I don't know. Are they still making DVDs? This is the last DVD event, streaming event, yeah, whatever. VOD that, that they're on. VOD event. Uh, what is, what does the network call them now? <laughs> Pre- uh, premium premium event. live events. Premium live event. This is the last premium live event that Outlaw Inc. participates on. So <laughs> this uh, this match is is wild, and I, I could have just accepted a no DQ, butchers rules, whatever you want to call it, stipulation for no reason on this, just based on participants. You know, you could say Ring of Honor officials have discussed this with the matchmaker, Nigel McGinnis, and he's agreed that for the safety of fans and, and the referees that we've decided to make this no rules so that everybody knows what to expect going in. Um, I liked that they did not do that because it gave the crowd that pop for restarting the match in that fashion. Um, it gave Nigel the, you know, the chance to think, no, it's not going to happen, people. This match will continue against The Undertaker because Teddy Long came out. Um, and it tagged no, I, I, li- I, li- I liked that. I liked that, 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 that they restarted it because it, it gave the that bit of interaction with the crowd that popped from the crowd for it starting over. And um, it also made sense that they, these four men would not just be able to go and have a regular tag match, especially like the, the history of homicide and the Briscoes uh, is, is ripe with trying to massacre each other <laughs> at, at all costs. It's not like homicide and Joe who got on the same page. Homicide and the Briscoes are pretty much always just uh, either ignoring each other's existence or at each other's throats. Um, and especially at this point too with Outlaw Inc. Like, oh gimmick is that they're pretty much uncontrollable and just do whatever the hell they want. Uh but they still obey the code of honor. That's true. It's true. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting to me, I guess... Scare the shit out of Scarlet. <laughs> As the most genuine, like, ah! Like, freaked out reaction. Well, it was better than last week where she's actually in the ring doing the, the announcing than back on, like, a podium of some sort. Yeah, yeah, and clearly, like, by we talked about it with the last show, wondering where Kevin and Steve were. Uh, I think it's a safe assumption that they were in the building somewhere in Milwaukee, just not sitting at ringside doing commentary. I highly doubt they would fly them in for just one show to do commentary. But, I don't know. 
I wouldn't also be surprised. No, anything is possible uh, with these people. But uh, I I guess we'll split the difference on, on this three-minute and eight-second match thrown out the window call. Um, they're brawling on the floor. Uh, homicide suplexes Mark. Uh, Jay does the ring bell spot with Eddie's face. There's a fun little chair duel. And uh, that was enough for this to be thrown out at three minutes and eight seconds. And Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of course, that's when Nigel restarts the match to no DQ. And... They come right out of the no DQ with like the biggest like shotgun style, like let's get this thing off to the start that it deserves. Cause the last 10 or so minutes of this is awesome. Yeah. Like it's, it's a great brawl and it starts with this blockbuster from Mark to Eddie Kingston off the apron. Um, and then he he does the uh, guillotine with the chair shortly thereafter. Uh, Homicide and Jay are going at it now. They're paired off. Um, it's just, you know, a lot of chair throwing at each other, um, which, you know, the, the idea of throwing chairs at heads is always interesting. But hands go up. Mm-hmm. in this um it it wasn't as dangerous as it sounds um it wasn't um i'm sorry what was the word dangerous! thank you <laughs> i have a sleeping child on this and otherwise i would have done it oh yeah he's a karate man now i hear he is a karate man he's he is a karate man. Maybe he can challenge Ethan Page. Or Mark Briscoe. Although Kung Fu is different than karate. Or Richard. Yes. Karate. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, three-time Black Belt Hall of Famer. Just ask him. He'll yeah. tell you. Yeah. Um, but I, I love the, the brawling here. It's, it's something totally different than what we've seen this entire show. And I think that kind of is why I really like this whole show and I guess we can talk about that at the end but there's such a variety here um, we get the the ace crusher uh, from homicide to Jay through uh, or into the ring uh, he tries the cop killer after that Jay driller blocked um, 
the big lariat from Homicide. Lariat. 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 I can't do it. Um, this is where you do the Homicide voice. Lariat. Lariat. Kojima. Thank you. That's all I needed was a Kojima in there. Good to go. But uh, they uh, go back and forth. And uh, Jay hits the Jay Driller, and the Briscoes get the win. 13 minutes, 14 seconds. Um, I think this was so character-driven, more so than it was a great brawl. And so, like, of everybody on this show, from Elgin and Tyson Dukes, or Ducks, or whatever, to Adam Cole and Chris Hero, I think, above all else, Eddie Kingston and Homicide get their characters. They know what they're supposed to be. Yes. And they know how to play to the audience that they're in front of. Okay. So, yes, this was a good street fighty brawl that we've all seen a million different times in in some way shape or form on every episode of you know wrestling television for the last decade right more the last 20 years really but the way homicide and, and kingston apply their characters of being these outlaws but also fitting sarcastically into the corporate structure of Sinclair Broadcasting presents Ring of Honor. I love I love that story to them. And they are here to show off the Briscoes. Like but they're holding their own because it's a fight and they're badasses. So they gave and I think they gave of themselves. Yes, but I think being in the ring with the Briscoes forces everybody to step up their game, too. Mm-hmm. And this turned out to be a tremendous weekend for Outlaw Inc. between the night in Milwaukee, their, their, their outing in Milwaukee, and then this. It was like two tremendously enjoyable matches. Absolutely. And naturally, it makes sense as to why they were sent packing. <laughs> ah, these guys work, but meh. Goddamn! Yeah. Get He's already yeah. gone by this point. I don't know why you're making cornet voices. Oh. Because he, that was 2013? The Ross Traver incident? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking it was in January 2014. I don't know why. Even but, still, it would be before this. Yeah, but... I don't know. It, it just... I I love the way this match felt as opposed to what it looked like. Well, it felt visceral and it felt genuine and it felt dangerous and it it was all of those things that are really I not doing it. I just said if I'm waking up my child, don't give me that look of why didn't you scream? Why didn't you gave that? Why didn't you, you gave just, that dangerous? You could have you could have done it a total opposite. Dangerous. Yes, that. Little ASMR. I, uh, it was uh, in case you need to fall asleep. Was fall asleep to the towns of me just going, Did you rise? Did you rise? Did you rise? 
uh, <laughs> this is what happens when we record at you know midnight. Yes. Um, um, and I had a very, very long evening, so I need some sort of sanity, please. <laughs> but it, it has this, the, and it's, I think that's something that's offered by all four of these guys. It's that Arab authenticity to everything they do, mm-hmm. um, which is what adds that, is ad amplified by them all knowing who they are as a character who they're supposed to be um and running with it and just there's no there's no question about all four of these men there's no question about any of them as as a wrestler as as you know the, as the character that you know the, the they're portraying that they're being um it's just you know what you're getting and as a result, when you put all four of them together, it it's uh, it's explosive. That, that's for sure. I mean, I think if you go either way, uh, these kind of matches especially can go either way. Um, mm-hmm. a, a, an, ugly, an ugly mess or beautiful chaos. And this was beautiful chaos for me. I, yep. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And it was I, completely unlike anything else on the show, too. Well, and it's... It's always going to be that good or bad. There's never an in-between street fight brawl. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't remember ever just being like, that was all right. To one of those. It's either, yeah. well, we've seen this a million times, eh, or, goddamn, that was fun. There's just no in-between. Ladies, it's time to get those summer looks ready. And you can do it with XO Mandy Sue an online clothing boutique designed for young women who love beachy feels and effortless style. Get your perfect summer look today at xomandysue.com. Or guys, direct your lady there or pick out something nice for xomandysue.com. And if you order from xomandysue, use the promo code AMANDAP20 for 20% off any purchase with no minimum. Again, xomandysue.com for the best in summer comfortable clothing for women. Amanda P20 for 20% off any purchase with no minimum. Want to hear the ad-free version of this show and get it early? Become a patron today at patreon.com slash an honorable pod. If you become a patron, you'll get early and ad-free access to the show with several tiers to choose from that start at just a few bucks a month. And each tier comes with more bonus perks like bonus content, merch and so much more support the show at patreon.com slash an honorable pod and get early ad-free access and be worthy of an honorable mention so that was that was a fun match but we go next to a match that kind of gave me a thought um for the big picture the company and it's point number two that i wanted to make um Matt Taven taking on Silas Young. And, and this is a... Si- trunks. Yes, very teeny tiny trunks, Silas Young. Um, but Silas Young, to me, he might be the biggest victim of the stop and start booking in the Hunter Johnston booking era. Okay. He had a couple TV title runs... And they amounted mm-hmm. to really nothing. He would take like three or four steps forward and then like five or six back. 
Then there will be three or four steps forward. Seven or eight back. And I like this match. I don't think it was great or, you know, match of the year or anything, but for a six-minute-plus match, it was okay. And it's playing into the Taven is now out of the House of Truth and kind of in Truth Martini's target range. But at the same time, I'm sitting here going, wow, Silas is getting a nice reaction here. He's having a really good match. And he's got a character. And then over the next couple of years, he just kind of continues to tread water. And, you know, they tried him in a tag team. They tried him as a manager uh, for uh, Brian Johnston. He was a cohort of his. They put the TV title on him. And they took it off. And it went back. And they took it off. And then he just kind of existed in the Ring of Honor roster page. And I don't know. I just, I think they really missed. He could have been a top guy. Could have been a contender. He could have been a very long-term contender. But this match... Um, it's still kind of playing up to the Truth Martini versus Matt Taven story that's going to play out over the next couple of months. And um, he's also, he being Truth Martini, has been trying to recruit Silas Young for House of Truth, uh, appearing at ringside during some of his matches. And um, these guys, they, they also they have magical powers to float in the in midair. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I think those came along with the fireball powers. It's that hat. Yeah, yeah. It has throw fireballs and levitate. Uh, uh, he he is a life intervention expert. So you will lie. Heard that on a podcast. Life intervention expert. L I E. That would have been a really cool thing to put on a t shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Around this time. Don't remember. I don't remember what we put on a a House of Truth hoopla shirt at all. I don't think there was one. I'm sure. Really? I'm surprised we didn't do. Yeah, we definitely did something. It was just like a leg. I don't know. It's got there's, there is def, there was definitely a a house of truth hmm. or at least a hoopla uh, t-shirt. Man, I probably would have bought that. I'm positive about this. I'm positive that one of these existed. Uh, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed uh, Taven selling from the night before because mm-hmm. um, wrestling doesn't do that a lot. <laughs> Sell day to day, especially you know from one show to the next. Uh, not always, and especially um, as as you consistently sells the arm through from from the night before into this match, which I thought was a very nice touch. Uh, good crowd response. You know, we're still in the beginning of this babyface Taven, mm-hmm. um, so the crowd's there for it. It's you know Silas is 
Yeah, Silas is definitely just there as far as, you know, he's not doing something. He doesn't seem to be engaged in a story or anything. He's just, well, here's an opponent. Here's a guy to be on the show. Um, but I mean, he still gets a decent little reaction from the crowd uh, as being not local, but familiar. I've been doing Chicago shows just, I mean, just for the, on the Ring of Honor landscape, I've been doing, you know, these loops for the last eight years or so maybe more eight nine years uh no nine years that'll be the 2000 probably eight years maybe um so six yeah 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 so he's you know it's uh it's good and then oh oh there's a spot where the first time that silas goes for his headstand and david super kicks his fucking face off and I jumped out of my seat like ah! I started laughing uncontrollably because as I've talked about in here over the years, I, I have a tendency to laugh uh, when I see things that are ridiculously stiff and violent because they amuse me and enjoy me. Which is always fun when I'm you know watching on a monitor at work. <laughs> laughing at things. Um, why are you laughing? I, I don't know. That's just my response to people getting the shit kicked out of them is laughing. So, uh, so. I, I've seen it during Joe, during, during Joe and Suzuki um, as well. I mean, hell, if, if you're someone out there has the Buffalo Stampede 2 DVD, you can listen to me doing commentary on Roddy versus Pee Wee and hear me start laughing uncontrollably as Roddy just gets insanely stiff with him. Uh, but that was one of those moments when Taven... To, to clarify, that's Pee Wee, not PD, as in PD Williams. It's a local no, no. fella named Peewee. Yes. No, no, also not referee Peewee. Yeah. Yes. But it, and that was one of those moments. David fucking drills him. And it, you see his face fly off. You see his face. Silas's face comes off. And then John Travolta puts it back on him. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that was a like super awesome little spot, but we see Truth Martini levitating above the stage, and so, yeah, I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, like, what? There. What is he? Because I'm like, what is he standing on? Because Big Orange was tall enough that it would have shown gone over. I think right? over the top of the curtain. Uh, that had to have been a ladder, and there had to have been people standing there holding it because he seemed very stable. Mm-hmm. Then he, I guess, maybe he just did a big old trust fall backwards and hoped people caught him. <laughs> Somebody went to dive class that day. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. This is how you catch. Uh, You're gonna do this later. A bunch of his students yes. are like just under him. Yeah, I was like, oh, hey, remember that terrible angle with the roadwares on Raw in 1999? Let's copy that. You know what I? I was thinking about that the other day, and I don't know why. I still never figured out. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What the the deal Tron was what they pushed through. Him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He pushed him. Okay. Drops trying to murder him. Yes. He tried to murder Hawk. And cuz Hawk was going to jump. But no. What what actually no, went Hawk was trying down. to expose Draws for being shitbag. And Draws murdered him. Tried to murder him. Well, there was no murdering here. Any murders. There was no murdering here on this very show, but uh Silas Young um capitalizes off of Truth Martini's distraction. And as he's distracted, um, Young capitalizes and does the uh, P. God damn it, I P- practiced it. PGWARA? PGWEGI? The P- Fujiwara plunge? PGWEGI? P-G-Wiji. I practiced this today! God damn! He does that headstand Arabian press. Yes. Just what the yep. fuck is a poop PG Punjabi whatever press? I don't know. I'm Punjabi sorry, Silas. Press. I tried. I practiced today and I got stuck. <laughs> There's Punjabi lots prison press. People bothering me on my phone as we're taping this and I. But yes, uh, Silas Young wins, and and we all move forward. Hopefully, Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. If you people, if you people listening only knew. um, Move along, move along. I know you should. Oh God. We're gonna move along to the aforementioned Cedric Alexander. Yes. So we're we're heading into what is the strongest portion of this card, and I was really looking forward to the Kevin Steen Cedric Alexander match just on paper, mm-hmm. and I feel as if this match could not meet my expectations. Really, and it did not. Um, I wow. I look at it. I look at the match on paper, and I just think to myself, "Okay, these guys are going to go crazy for like 15 minutes, and it's going to be awesome. And then the crowd's going to be super tired, and then they're going to have to get up again for." Uh, Red Dragon and the Bucks, and then they're going to have to get up again for Cole and um, Hero. And maybe they can do it. Maybe they can't. I don't know. But if you look at... 
I, I don't think I didn't like it. I don't want to make it sound like that. I think I just had this like classic match drawn out in my head, and it was very different. Mm-hmm. No, it was um, it built. It was not a bell rings, bam, fired out. You know, fire out. How do you always say it? I woke up, shot out of a cannon. Yeah, it wasn't shot out of a cannon. Wasn't shot out of a cannon right from Jump Street with this match. You know, it took a bit to get going. Um, And it was kind of all, you know, the Kevin Steen show early. And then Cedric came up and came into it and started getting his shit in, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, and uh, I think that's when Cedric started to shine, and that's when they started kind of hitting the the, the character points too. Uh, commentary of like he, he, he the the issues with the decade, and you know pushing that story, and um, acknowledging how Ke- Kevin is the most like beloved person in the entire Ring of Honor roster by the fans, and he's in the world title picture as well, and he, that's all he wants is to, to, to reclaim the title, and uh, it's... I thought they did a good job in commentary of telling you know the story arcs for both people once it got going, and as far as the in-ring, like the bell-to-bell, like the second half of the match is really strong. Um... But the the last, like, it's 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 it's, it's building up. It builds up to it. It's it it builds up to that stuff. Yeah, um, and I also question like like do they have a an idea of what to do with Cedric after this? Um, I. When we watch some of these shows, I kind of question if there's an idea what to do with anybody. Well, um, but it's it's like, okay, he's in this match. He's going to lose to Kevin because Kevin is in that contender's circle. And he's not going to lose. So it's like he's running into a wall. So it's like six guys and then everybody aimlessly just runs around and finds opponents for the night. Kind of. I mean, that is what it it seems like. Uh, everybody is finding something to do. They're being used. Uh, but I mean, it does end up being a driving story for a lot of people. It's just um, they're in pursuit of the title. Mm-hmm. Belts equal power. That, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that is that. That thank God it doesn't get said. Like that is the that is literally the driving story. I, I think. Now it's got a little bit more depth to it with Hero because of him getting you know fucked out of the first match, uh, to justify this rematch with Cole. But um, essentially, it's still just that the, this story is here for the championship, you know, and it's. What Kevin wants that that is his story. There's nothing else, um, and I don't get the impression there was anything else really. Once Scum was gone, you know, there's a few little side stories for, for Kevin. I know him and Bennett have kind of like the who has the better pile driver feud. Uh, 
but it seems like Kevin doesn't have a whole lot of substance stories um, after Scum uh, for his remainder of time on the roster. Uh, that That is Jay Briscoe's story right now. Like, he's having these tag matches, but the story is... He's reclaiming the belt that he didn't lose. Right. Uh, there, there just seems uh, like this. This match seems to be like the perfect example of let's let's feature Kevin. Let's give Cedric his moments. But let's not give him enough moments that the fans start to believe in him, too. If that makes any like sense. The, like, the, the match didn't do... It was not a match that elevated Cedric in the process. Is that where you're going at? Yeah, I, I was expecting this to be like a banger for 15 minutes, and Cedric looks like the star... Because Kevin is clearly, you know, Maybe. getting, yeah, he's already established. Why not make a new star? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's on me for the approach. I, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Make Kevin the champ again? And not that it's a terrible idea, but that was not a normal occurrence. No, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to say that. I mean, this is the era where you get multiple two-time champions and a three-time champion after only having one two-time champion in the first decade of the company's existence. Uh, yeah, no, I can't, I see it like looking back, like look, back on the match that yeah I think it could, there could have been more done to make to elevate had to elevate Cedric up you know it was very much especially in the first half it was very much this was Kevin's match absolutely and then Cedric gets some moments to shine in some spots and it's an enjoyable match uh, but yeah it is not it is not at all what it sounds like you had envisioned. And then the other thing, too, that factored into this was if you look at how good the tag match is that follows, why not move this earlier in the show and put something else? Like, put this before Silas and Taven. Like, have a little bit of... Just a little bit of breathing room. I think then maybe you could have done the crazy go-for-it-all match. Mm. I don't know. I, it's just... because hey. no, The show closes out with you know, the three biggest matches on the, on the show. Yeah. Plus you get yeah. a reappearance of Outlaw Inc. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently rekindling the Kevin. Yep, rekindling the Kevin story. Um, 
Oh, I guess I don't have an issue with placement on the on the card because you know Kevin. Kevin is the the main event of Ring of Honor, no matter where he is on the card right. at this point. Like he he's getting the 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 hero's reception. Um, I'm gonna assume that whatever merchandise was available, he's still the merch king as he was. Yeah, he had like four shirts. You know, six months earlier when you know when I was still there. Uh, yeah, I I don't think it matters where you put Kevin on the card. Um, so why not put him right before you get into the two championship matches? I do like the finish, uh, that whole mm-hmm. sequence, because um, it's it's stuff that plays into the Roddy Cedric stuff that was going on with Cedric versus the Decade, which had taken up a bulk of Cedric's time in in recent months, uh, and would continue for you know a little bit into the future. Um, the lumbar check, uh, Kevin kicks out. The that was I- a hell of a visual too. Dude, by the way, Kevin getting up like getting, that. Ke- Kevin wild. getting like he yeah, Cedric and Kevin getting up for the lumbar check. Like that was a hell of a visual. As is the top rope uh, fisherman's buster that Kevin uses. That is also a tremendous uh, thing to to see. Done it, on anybody. It reminded me of Cedric doing that to Candice LeRae and she literally went out of the ringside camera's view on that bump and then came back in the lumbar check the lumbar check wow it was incredible and it was in one of those like six-way flippy matches where like everybody's show no, 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 AIW in Cleveland. AIW, um, okay. Where, where everybody is laying in the ring and they still found the space to get that spot in. It was, yeah, it was incredible. Um, IED from Cedric, uh, he slips going up to the top and uh, Kevin hits him with the Avalanche Fisherman Buster. And then the package pile driver at 1406 is all that was written. Um, Nigel on commentary says, well, it took a while to get going. It felt like they were having two different matches to start, and uh, they did not. Um, They ended up finishing on a strong note. Outlaw Inc., as we said, they come out. They're on the ramp uh, harassing Kevin Steen. We know that Homicide and Steen have... What the fuck was Homicide eating? A big bucket of pasta? Pasta salad. That's what I thought. It was a big bucket of pasta salad. Courtesy of the squared circle, no doubt. That was um, that was that was that was something. He's eating a big bowl of pasta salad with his mask half on. He's a professional. <laughs> it's gloriously ridiculous. But he and, and Kevin have, have connective tissue. Kingston and Kevin have connective tissue. Uh Kevin Steen, that is. And uh as you know, Kevin wants to fight both, but Nigel and the referees separate them, and everybody goes to their collective corners in the same locker room. Oops. And now it's time for a super kick party. Yeah, I was super so excited to watch this one. Man. 
the there in there's the the only the only young bucks killing the business just being a dork i'm very excited now this fucking match made me excited to see this and now yeah because you have to think like all four of these guys have well i think bobby was kind of the complete package at this point he's gotten more verbal like nowadays as he's he's gotten more experience but kyle was like baby kyle here like this is still young Kyle O'Reilly. He hadn't developed yes. that over-the-top charisma that you yeah. see from him every Wednesday. Um, the Bucks, like where they were in 2014 versus where they are as this larger-than-life tag team now. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot wait until this gets run back. In present I day, look forward to seeing it at some point. If it if it's as good as this, it's gonna get six stars in the observer. Like this is possibly, this is possibly even thirty seven. This is one of my favorite tag team matches that we have covered for this podcast. Really? Yes. Really. And I would rate it right up there with like. Kings and Briscoes. Um, really? Yeah, from from Atlanta. Kings and Briscoes. I know we haven't uh-huh. covered that one specifically, but you know how I feel about that match. Yeah. Um, I amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I just felt like this was the perfect wrestling match for tag team wrestling. And when tag team wrestling is done right, mm-hmm. there's nothing better. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And this is four guys wow. on the same page having mm-hmm. the smoothest match. I don't remember the last time we watched the tag team match like this for the podcast. Um, there's uh, like... Yeah, I mean there there's a, a a sequence at the start of this match where Kyle is working over Nick's arm, and it's like right in the first forty forty five seconds maybe. He grabs the arm, he goes immediately for the arm bar. Uh, Nick shrugs him off, tries a super kick. The Bucks both come in, so Matt comes in from the apron with his hand in the cast. Uh, they do the gut buster. Uh, sequence, you know, on the knee and uh, the neck breaker that follows. And 
it's just like from there it was like all right we know all the moves we're going to do in the order that we're going to do them and we all have them memorized perfectly and this just was completely synced this match um yeah i i i fucking love this wrestling match yeah i absolutely concur um it just and it's not what I was like. You're like, oh, four teams in their prime. Like, no, this was still like Red Dragon was still really new. Yeah, to each other. Uh, they had been a team for a year and a half, maybe. It's definitely less than two years. It may not even quite yeah. be a full year and a half. Because uh, uh, I think it was in April or May that they. Started in 2012. 2012, I mean. Was it 2012? Yeah, it was 2012. Right? Best in the world is 2012 is Davy. And so, yeah, it was in 2012 at some point, I want to say. Um, but, like, they're still in the grand scheme of, uh, of things. They're very, very new as a team. And they just uh, immediately gelled. Yeah, obviously there's there's kinks to work out and figuring, you know, the best way to present themselves and but there it wasn't a lot. <laughs> it wasn't a lot. I think it's just it was the, the getting the reps as a tag team more than anything. But man, and, and then of course, you know, the box uh at this point are just kind of in the, the infancy of their ascent to the the top of the wrestling world like they're freshly back to ring of honor um Mm -hmm. but for some reason that means they get a tag title shot uh but you know logic to an illogical situation is as Mm -hmm. jeff likes to say that's right Uh, you know but why not they're the iwgp junior tag champs yes they deserve a ring of honor title shot why not uh and 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 yeah, man, it's just it's as a fan of tag team wrestling, uh, this is like I do. I want to call it state of the art tag team wrestling. I know it's a different Ring of Honor show, yes. but it uh, it is like a modern example of of how tag team wrestling can be great. And there's little things in this match, too, that I know some people are kind of the mindset, oh, it's just spot after spot after spot. But there's a lot of selling in this match. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think Matt Jackson in particular gets enough credit for his selling. Like, that man is still selling his back all these Mm -hmm. years later. Which they did in the... FD, I mean, I don't know how much of it is selling at this point, <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's still a, a focal point and a theme for the majority of their tag matches. And he did it on, on Dynamite with FTR. That was the, the theme of the match. You you watch this like the the, the big save after, uh, you know, the, the 
Red Dragon sets up for chasing the dragon and on Matt, and Nick makes that diving save to cover, and then Kyle just kicks him right in the hand, which is it'll broken. never not a it'll never not amuse me that they have a move named after heroin. Yeah, um, that was a, an interesting conversation. I, I'll save that one for off the air. Uh, <laughs> okay, you can all you probably have figured out who that combination. Uh, discussion was with but um i mean it's just i'm flabbergasted watching this match back and i don't ever remember seeing this i'm sure i did especially since it's a title change but I'm just, there's I'm, just a, a, a glut of a gluttony of incredible tag team matches and this just happens to be like one of them and maybe it's recency bias but i i i absolutely love this match i can't compliment it enough just based on the fact that these four guys went out there didn't have any hitches in the match there was no slow point there was no room to you know Everybody doubles, you know, the quadruple down, if you will. It was just action after action after action after action and different directions. Like the axe and smash on Nick, uh, which the Bucks, you know, came back and they do a super kick on Kyle. Like it doubles uh, and everybody's down. Bobby gets right back up because it's his turn uh, as he eats a moonsault off the apron. <laughs> It's his turn. Yeah, it is. I know, but that's the kind of shit you would say calling a match. Yes, your turn. Go. Uh, my turn. Goo 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 ga ga Hit him with the fucker. Finish. Deal. Yeah, you do the deal, and that's it. But I mean, I I just think. If you look at this match alone, this is a DVD selling match in a D, in the DVD era. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think this is the kind of match that could get the 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 message board buzz. You know, when when that was a thing, it would have been like the message board buzz about this match. You know, go out of your way to see this match. Uh, this is the match to buy the DVD for. You know, that that sort of talk um, before the message board's own toxicity imploded it. Uh, no, it was Kevin Kevin Steen killed it. Yes, not the yes. message board did not commit suicide. In kayfabery, yes. Now the message board did not commit suicide. That was absolute homicide on the message board. One hundred percent. Premeditated murder of the message board. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but it, and- it, 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 this is that this is that match that you know in the in the the, the salad days of the message board would have. Y'all would have hyped it as the reason to buy. Well, and the other thing, too, that I like about this match is that you're left with wanting another one. Mm-hmm. Like, they only go 15 minutes and 
twelve. What was it? Twenty seconds. Fifteen twelve. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they leave you wanting the rematch. You yeah. want like it's instant. Like give me this the next show. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. And I don't know when they lined up to do the rematch, but I, because the Bucks were going back to Japan, but um, this was, this was just the chef's kiss uh, for this show. Um, But but the best thing is it's not the only, like, God, every way to see this match, match. Yeah. One more. Yeah, and that one is the singles version of this, in my opinion. Um, so the finish is 15 minutes, 12 seconds. Uh, Spike Tombstone, which, you know, that kind of predates the, the Meltzer driver name. Bobby Fish makes a save. More bang for your buck. Uh, that's countered with the triangle choke. That's countered into a quick rolling pin. And the Young Bucks win the match and the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. Here is where in my format I describe this as a four bagger of a match. Um, it's it's where you you just sit back and go, God, that was a beautiful wrestling match. It gets um, bases loaded, grand slam is too long to to type. I mean, no, but I mean, it, it's not like uh, Joe Kobashi, but it's. It's from a tag team standpoint. I don't even know if it's Bucks and Kenny and Hangman, but goddamn, like this was. Oh, I haven't seen that one. So, are you talking? I thought. Oh, you're talking about from the Baltimore. Uh, one? I thought. I thought you're referencing. It wasn't Baltimore. I thought you're referencing a match like that happened in Ring of Honor. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, no, sorry. No, there, I thought you were referencing a Ring of Honor match. Like, there can only be one. That one. It was not no. Baltimore. No, it wasn't Baltimore. It was uh, it was Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Baltimore was before that. The match was so good that it shut the world down. Yeah, literally. Um, but it was just such a special tag team match here. Um, Nigel presents them with the tag team titles. They're going to take the belts with them to New Japan, which is cool. Um, and now Red Dragon have lost the tag titles a second time to another New Japan tag team. The Forever Hooligans being the very first. Um, and Bobby Fish is great here with his verbality, uh, heading over to the commentator table to yell at Nigel uh, that he demands a rematch as fast as humanly possible. Uh, in yeah. less words. I think they needed one, you know? I think they should have, yeah. like, ten rematches. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, the rematch happened almost immediately at War of the Worlds. And okay. It was a title change back. May? Ish. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I get, yeah, Bucks wouldn't have been on uh, at WrestleMania weekend. In New Orleans, that they that would have been um, Sakura Genesis, maybe for New Japan when AJ was in the bolt now in the Bullet know. Club. Sure, we'll go with that. I think that was because then that then that led to the 322 day title reign of Red Dragon. 
when they won the belts back. Tremendous, tremendous tag team match. Just unbelievable. But we are not done yet because just when you think you've seen it all, you head to the main event. And it is the Ring of Honor World Title Ringmasters Challenge match as Adam Cole, baby, would take on Chris Hero. And it's uh, wonderful to hear that theme music again. The it was, King it was wonderful to hear. Vero the virus. Chris is awesome. That one, He's, yeah. Fresh as it gets. KOs with mm-hmm. his chicks and such. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's been a while since I've listened to that. I might want to put that into the rotation. I, I, it's on Spotify. Is it really? Because Vero yep. the virus has passed away. Yeah, it's on Spotify. Mm-hmm. I know I have both mm-hmm. the, the radio-friendly and the non-radio friendly. I don't know what the hell you would even explicit. Explicit, yeah. There's two versions of it. The real version. Really? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's like an F-bomb in the middle. That might be the only Uh difference. I see. Now, this was... One of those that one of the the gimmicks ringmaster challenge that came out of the the delirious booking reign that I, I liked I liked the idea of the ringmaster challenge though I submission do. submission pinfall and then was it always an Iron Man match I don't yeah 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 I just um I love this. But that last fall in this is what I would have loved to see the entire match be. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like I liked the way they structured the falls. First, the first fall is uh, pinfalls only. Second fall is a submission, and the third fall, if needed, is a fifteen-minute Iron Man match. And I think, like we talked about, the proving ground instant reward match um it's another great idea on paper and then you have a a really good match out of it ringmasters challenge another really good idea that will formulate a good match potentially uh this is the second ringmasters challenge uh we had eddie and roddy prior to this commentary says this is the first ringmasters challenge it is not Didn't he have one with Roddy? Eddie and Roddy. No, Cole and Roddy, didn't they have one too? Or is that to come? I think that's to come. Hmm. I guess I thought they had one as well. So the uh, Eddie and Roddy was non-title. Okay, but it was still a ringmaster's challenge. Uh, hold on. Wait, no. I have this backwards. Mm-hmm. Cole and Strong was not for the world title, but it was a Ringmasters challenge. Yeah. Roddy and Eddie was a world title Ringmasters challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I had that, and Cole and Strong had already happened. 
So this is gotcha. third. Um, so the, the third big point that I wanted to make on this show is the sequence in the Iron Man match. And I guess let's talk about the first two falls first. Um, the first fall is won by Adam Cole in 10 minutes and one second. And Adam barely controls in the first fall, but gets the win. Chicken and shit. What's that? So he's a chicken shit. Yeah, he's he's got the champion's advantage, right? Damn. So he worked with Roddy. I mean, that was that was the his game, and the one with Roddy, if I remember correctly, was running away and count out, and you know, trying to protect his belt without doing anything. It's it's so cool. There's a uh, a really awesome jumping pile driver uh, in this, which is ridiculous because it comes from Adam Cole to Chris Hero. And when you think about the laws of gravity and verticality, uh, should be the other way around, and it's not. <laughs> so it looks even yeah. way more impressive than it, than it probably you know was in reality. Um, Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I, I love the way this started. Like, this is... This is a great start to this. But it's just only getting started. Um, Cole hits the uh, super kick. And Hero comes back with strikes in the corner. Uh, he tries the big moonsault. Adam Cole hits the Florida key. And that gets him the win in the first fall, 10 minutes and one second. Uh, commentary does a great job pointing out how specifically Hero dominated the first fall and still lost to the champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to put over commentary there. Um, the second fall begins with the champion taking advantage of the wounded challenger, which I thought was brilliant psychology. And and it reverses the roles of the first fall, where Cole dominates the second fall but loses. Mm-hmm. His hero catches the electric chair. I almost said fireman's carry. The electric, and I'm, as I'm acting it out <laughs> for those of you, the the electric chair pop up elbow um, to get the win, and then the stretch plum. 
Because, uh, yes, Stretch Plum. Wonderful. That, uh, that was me fist pumping, in case you're not yes. watching also on Patreon. Yes. Uh, but it's a re- it's the role reversal. It's, you know, Hero was under most of this fall, and then he comes back and finds a way to, to win. Um, but it's wonderful... Uh, like leg work from Cole, it's got a good, you know, uh, story to it. Because I know what one of the things we said about the match, you know, the the night before with Roddy was that it was a whole, it was awesome action, but it was a whole lot of like nothing that was done uh, as far as like you know back work or any of that mattered. It was just it was done, but it didn't really play a factor in anything. This felt like the opposite of that to me, where the legwork done by Cole was important. It, it mattered, and it was it ended up you know maintaining through the rest of the match. Ow. I think too in that second fall, the idea that you start with a wounded Chris Hero makes for a great babyface story, as he's mm-hmm. fighting his way through desperation to try and you know starve off a loss um and the fact that it, the submission is the stretch plum to get the win forcing cole to tap i thought was just it's a well structured uh second fall even though it's only mm-hmm. you know it's a little longer than the wow. first fall but not much no, it's not. It's, it's it's not longer. It was it now, isn't that time that time total? I'm looking at 1446 in my notes. Yeah, but I was saying is total that, match time cuz the match goes total 41 match minutes. That that's that's I maybe mean, you're right. That's that's for each fall. I, yeah, I was I don't know. No, I match was 31 minutes. No, I think that's total. I think the second fall is only like four minutes. Ladies, it's time to get those summer looks ready. And you can do it with XO Mandy Sue, an online clothing boutique designed for young women who love beachy feels and effortless style. Get your perfect summer look today at XOMandySue.com. Or guys, direct your lady there or pick out something nice for XOMandySue.com. And if you order from XO Mandy Sue, use the promo code AMANDAP20 for 20% off any purchase with no minimum. Again, xomandysue.com for the best in summer comfortable clothing for women. Amanda P20 for 20% off any purchase with no minimum. Want to hear the ad-free version of this show and get it early? Become a patron today at patreon.com slash an honorable pod. If you become a patron, you'll get early and ad-free access to the show with several tiers to choose from that start at just a few bucks a month. And each tier comes with more bonus perks, like bonus content, merch, and so much more. Support the show at patreon.com slash pod and get early ad-free access and be worthy of an honorable mention. If you you watch the end with that stretch plum submission, like that's just such a brilliant way to end, forceful and brilliant way to end a wrestling match. Um... Hero and 
cold and opposites with one another in their their two falls. We now head into the 15-minute Iron Man period, and the third of the uh, points I wanted to make is I think there is a stretch in this Iron Man period, starting with the two to one, uh, the two o uh, fall. Um, I think this might be one of the most brilliantly wrestled sequences that we've covered in a while. Uh, so Adam Cole hits a DVD on the knee. Um, he's getting frustrated with Hero. Uh, he's, of course, at this point up. Um, or he's down one um, zero in the, the fall total in the, the Iron Man period. We get the electric chair death blow counter again. Uh, Florida Keys blocked. Cole's getting frustrated. DVD on the knee. Uh, Cole continues to look to tie it up at one. And he brings his belt into the ring and he nails Hero with it. So Hero gets the win and is up two falls to none at 20 minutes and 35 seconds. But he's now out cold. So Cole pins him. And it makes it two to one at 20 seconds, 20 minutes and 58 seconds. He then puts Hero on his head again with a cradle breaker, pins him again at 2130. He then is soaking in the adulation and he takes Hero, who is still out, and hits him with a Florida key. But Hero kicks out at two. And this crowd is eating out of the palm of the hands of Chris Hero and Adam Cole. Yes. And I was popping in this very chair where I sit right now, recording this here. My is Judgment Day 2000. Oh. Remind me of that Judgment Day 2000 spot when uh, Triple H whacks the rock with the chair, sacrificed the fall to get two. That's what it reminded me of. But the little added twist of Cole then going for a third fall and Hero kicking out of it only to end up, you know, getting his face kicked off. Um, but they, yeah, it's a, an incredibly hot sequence right there. Those those three back to back to back falls for Adam Cole. It's just such brilliant brick heel like strategy and yeah and you're evoking emotions from the crowd who is firmly behind hero and i just i thought it was such a brilliant sequence that it stood out oh, all the good stuff that's been on this show and there's been a lot of it that sequence was my favorite it and in in, in the, the the scheme of how an Iron Man match works, especially with a you know shitty heel character like Coles, why not? Why not sack a fall to get two or you know three in this case? But and you, and you've got to, you've got him to burn. You know you're only down by you know you you got him to burn. At the very least, he even does score up, and you know he got the bonus fall out of it as well. But it it was it's it's smart you know and it also 
saves from the situations like the WrestleMania 12 match, you know, where mm-hmm. I think that is very much a on the people are on the extremes. They either love it or they hate it, with very little in between. It is uh, the it is the one Bret Hart match I don't like. Yeah. And I never yeah. have been sold on it. Yeah. No, I get that. There's times where I have like, oh, I I enjoy parts of it, but yeah, as a whole, like, eh, eh, it's all right. But you know, this 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 adds drama and intrigue, and you know, I guess we you have a clear cut heel character as opposed to two uh, two baby faces in that situation. You know, the the heel can. You shortcut to get ahead. I think that's why boy, one of the reasons I enjoy that Judgment Day 2000 Iron Man match, aside from their own time about- flub that they they have with the Undertaker's American Badass arrival. I uh, am American Badass. Watch me talk like this. Yeah, yeah, but it's I, 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 I'm glad that they used that sort of thing for Cole in the layout of this match. It suited him. The the other thing too is at the five minute mark, you've got a double down, and they both go to the center of the ring for that what I would call like a poster shot. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Like the, the marquee image of the match. Yeah. The you know, like the forehead the fighter. forehead to forehead. Mm-hmm. The fighters are, are give they've given it all they have, but now they have to go to the reserves, etc. Mm-hmm. So death blow is countered with a, a German, and that gets a two count. Uh, Cole locks on the figure for a leg lock, uh, working on Hero's bad leg. Hero eventually catches Cole with an elbow and ties it up at 29 minutes and 59 seconds. And we go to a time limit draw in overtime, meaning Cole has retained his title until Nigel McGinnis declares sudden death overtime. Bankruptcy. I forget. He's a rich WWE sports entertainment commentator. Jokes that are on deaf ears because you did not watch The Office. Sorry. That is correct. I'm not the only one either. So, wasted that joke on you. Yes, yes, you did. Um, Hero's hand is is just leaking with blood at this point. I'm not quite sure what. Like the announcer, like Kevin Kelly and Nigel, don't seem to know where the blood came from either. I and same like I don't I can't I don't know where it came from. Maybe blade, but it was like now and in some freak accident cut. I mean, like the. The, and I don't know from what I mean, but it's it's like Delirious and Brian, you know, or Friday. Yeah, that uh, was where when Joe cut his hand open in two thousand three. Like it's it's a it's a nasty gash that he uses his elbow sleeve to to wrap up basically. So in the overtime period, it is sudden sudden death. Right, so one one fall to a finish, 
And um, this is a, a fairly quick, sudden death, which is fine. Um, there's uh, the big death blow, and Hero swings and misses. Uh, that goes into the backslide, and Cole gets the win. Four to three in the Iron Man, and wins two falls to one. Um, just a, a well played and well organized match. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, it's a it's a minor a, a minor quibble of the box and Cole match is ending in the you now somewhat similar fashion back to back. Uh, but whatever, it's wrestling. It's a way to win a match. Yeah, it's well. The, the one thing too about that is it's a desperation move. You're in sudden death mm-hmm. overtime. So maybe the the Bucks tag could have had a more conclusive finish, I guess. But this was the right spot to do the roll up. Yeah, you know, like desperation, yeah, you know, and it's just I also like the idea of doing all those falls in that short t- 15 minute time span, too, mm-hmm. because, you know, if you're just waiting for that one or two, you know, two to one, you're doing half the work. There's more excitement here. And it humanizes the performers. And I know you kind of want to make these guys larger than life superheroes, but you also have to like present them as real people authentic real yeah. people in a fight mm-hmm. so they're going to be more susceptible to being beaten or they're just going to cheat well I, I think the fact that they're going into a 15 minute Ironman match after having already gone through two falls you know it also makes it more palatable I get to have so many falls happen in 15 minutes uh as opposed to like, I don't know, the CZW Iron Man title and some of those matches having a ten minute time limit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It just it, it, the concept of a ten minute Iron Man match was always really, really, yeah, okay. But then doing you, but a fifteen minute, you get fifteen minutes out of that on a big show. But uh, yeah, yeah, but still just 15 minutes and it just it was one of those things that to me was always kind of counterintuitive to what I would it was, I guess, trained as a fan to think of an Iron Man match like it's a half hour, 60 minutes. You know, those those are your Iron Man matches and. You can, I think with this structure, you can do the 15 minutes because the wrestlers have already gone through two other falls that are going to wear them down and break them down to make it more uh, logical, I suppose. Um, believable that they're going to drop, you know, combined. But nine or seven falls in 15 minutes when, like... In your average wrestling match, that's that's the match. One fall in that time frame. Wasn't there like a rave in Trent Acid one? Yes, I was there. They did like five. it was ten minutes. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. They did like 14 falls or something in that 10 minutes because there was like six roll-ups. I don't I don't know if it was the same one. Yes, that was the only Iron Man match. Me and Jimmy had talked about it. and I think we even talked about it with him when we interviewed him. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But that was definitely... But I mean, that was that was one of the ones that where I was immediately because I was I saw that with my first CCW show live. Um, I thought it was like the concept of Iron Man title was a cool idea. And then I'm like, oh, it's a 10 minute time. Limit. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Most wrestling matches are 10 minutes. Like, uh, they got to save time to build the cage of death. That is true. They do need the 37 minutes to build the cage of death. 37 minutes uh, and about eight hours in between but that that was two really strong matches to end this show and mm-hmm. this was a really good double shot this is no way so cage that okay cage match credits that iron man match with 23 minutes no i do not remember that match being 23 minutes long not at all. And it also does not break down how many falls were in the match at all either. Cage match does not. But yeah, that does not seem accurate in 23 minutes for that match. Now I'm going to have to go back and fucking watch it. Enjoy. It's on IWTV. I am aware. We, we have access. Yeah. But that wraps up a really strong Ring of Honor double shot in the year of 2014. Mm-hmm. Raising the bar weekend. A very good choice on your part. Yeah. Yeah. Completely just, you know, throw a dart at a wall, you know, sort of choice. And it worked. Well, as a, it worked. a great, as Borat would say, great success. Mm hmm. Um, I uh, and I, I thought with the said with the leg with the leg work went somewhere. It wasn't just meandering like leg work for the sake of doing leg work. Uh, I loved that the stretch plum was a, a, a go to spot, a callback spot to their first match as well. Uh, yeah, obviously, does this Philly anniversary anniversary show for Philly? Yeah, you know, one of those times where I was like, God damn it. It would have been like on a Thursday. Why didn't they do the anniversary show on the anniversary? Uh, Maybe that's when they will do like a big show. It'll be it'll be a Thursday next year. Um, you do like a special Ring of Honor Dynamite double shot or Dynamite Ring of Honor double shot Wednesday Thursday in Philly. In the Murphy rack. Yes. <laughs> Without hesitation. Yes. 500 people in the Murphy rack. It's fine by me. 
still still a yeah, historical was, landmark I've yet to go to. Yeah. It was uh it was good. It was it was a really good closer to the to the show and I think two good world title matches, uh, two good tag title situations. You know, even the, the, I think yeah, the, over the course of the weekend, just all in all, two two very good nights of of professional wrestling. That, like, when I think about it, and I don't know how you feel watching it back. Uh, I think the bell to bell product of what we have watched from the Sinclair era of Ring of Honor does not get the credit it deserves. No, I would agree. I there, think what I had ex I had expectations of the times that we would watch these, you know, before I agreed to start watching shows I was not involved in, uh of a lower quality, I suppose. Um, and that's not the case at all on most of these shows. There, we haven't watched a single show that was just the drizzling shits with nothing redeemable. Mm, uh, we had that what? month of March Madness last year where we we watched four really mediocre shows. Yeah, but there's always something like redeemable or something good. I don't think there was anything that was ever just this entire show is a waste uh but it's, it, overall i think there's a uh, a bad rep uh, you know, uh, to me to and to to stuff that happened like after 2012 to me it's looking at the the eras and saying okay what do i like do i like a show where I'm so exhausted at the end of it that I just need to drink a bottle of water and breathe? Or do I want a show that kind of builds its way up and, like, the opener's good and then, like, the second and third match are okay and then there's, like, a really good one before intermission. Then there's, like, one decent one and then two strong ones. Or do I want some stories, some great matches some great tag team matches there's a separation of the eras of gabe pierce and delirious and i think up until the elite the bucks adam cole you know page once he got into that group the bullet club quote-unquote era um i do think that that era is kind of overlooked like this 2014 mm-hmm. you know it's overlooked um i also think there is something to the idea of just not feeling authentic to ring of honor yeah when you when you get to the elgin versus tyson dukes match like that's Okay, like I get it, but I don't know. Adam Cole's wrestling Chris Hero in the main event. Just get me to that. You don't want to. You don't want to rush through it because you want to watch the full show. But you're like, I could do without this. Mm. There was more of I could do without 
but I'll watch it because it's a part of something. Whereas gotcha. before it was, yeah. all right, the opener is Steena Generico against uh, the Briscoes, and then the closer is Nigel versus Bryant. Yeah, but then he had to deal with like me versus Sugarfoot in the middle. That's fine for me. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of the internet. Thank, thank you for, for the one person who wanted to watch our flying hug spot. The the uh, battle the battle of the the friends. I, I will always yeah. And I you know, for me, like I love seeing the growth of talent. And yeah. I feel like everybody in this the more modern phase of Ring of Honor was more complete. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't feel like you were seeing the young, hip names. You were seeing the established cool names. Because now it's no longer the Ring of Honor of selling DVDs with the cool indie guys that go to WWE or TNA. It's the guys that go to Ring of Honor. Yeah. It become and, a des- it, it had become a destination unto itself. Yep. And at one point it was the it was number two. Like clear cut number two. Yeah, a clear cut number two, but the gap between one and two was the Grand Canyon. Fair. Very fa- very <laughs> fair. But I would I would say the same thing right now, just based on longevity. Not certainly not based on quality or pay scale, but longevity. It's people don't often that aren't wrestling fans don't refer to it as, oh, you watch wrestling? No, they oh, you watch WWE. It's Mm -hmm. Kleenex versus tissue paper. Yeah, yeah, and it's sucks versus whatever the fuck they're called. I I didn't know they were not called Q-tips. They're not called Q-tips. Q-tip is a brand. They're called uh, cloth-covered brain stabbers. Yeah, I just do the outside of the ears. But for more on that, let's look ahead as we wrap up Raising the Bar Night 2, episode 197. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at an honorable pod. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Jeff Schwartz Zero. Uh, Patna, where can we find you on the internet besides soaring and scoring.org? Uh, crashandburn.com. That's what Kevin starts using by this Thank point. You. Uh, soaring and scoring is part of that video package that uh, features a bunch of wrestlers that aren't in the company anymore, <laughs> even though it still opens the show. Yes. <laughs> and I've marked out for it big time. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. People don't work here. Like, literally, nobody that's in this video package actually works at the company at this point. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, I am at Hagador and Shane on Twitter and Instagram, also at Code of Honor Book on Twitter. Uh, email me at shanehagedorn at gmail.com. Also, Facebook, which is just uh, Shane Hagedorn as well. And youtube.com backslash an honorable mention podcast for all sorts of shenanigans that we post, primarily our non ROH matches of the week.
But and I of course, playlists. Of course, that is uh, a place where there is an unlisted playlist uh, that is exclusive to the fine folks over at patreon.com backslash honorable pod. So you guys may want to sign up for Patreon and support the show and get access to more wrestling than you can shake a stick at. Yes. So upcoming I'm events. Sticks, but so we know what our next show, we know what our next show is. That'll be show number 198, right? Yes. So you need to pick show 199 because I've already decided for 200 we are doing show number 200 which would be tokyo summit (laughs) man uh that's a lot of pressure to pick an episode on the spot you don't have to pick it on the spot i'm just saying it's your it's your 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 call for one night because 198 we have super card of honor three which won won our, our last poll so then you you pick episode one ninety nine and we're doing Tokyo Summit for episode two hundred because uh, it is the two hundredth show. All right, well Tokyo Summit it is, and uh, to be determined what comes in between. I'm gonna have to do some research. All right, I have an idea. I have an ideal, but I want to make sure we haven't done it yet. Oh, gotcha. Because I, I mean, I, I, got, I got the list right here in front of me. So yeah, well, it'll be an off-air meeting. But right. you guys know, Supercard of Honor is the next episode. And uh, before we go, we want to thank uh, Joe Feeney at J Double F Haha Three R D and at the CC Network One for being our host. And we also have to shout out the scientists of sound, the astronaut of audio, our purveyor of production, the ace of action figures, the base master general, the voice of video games, the technician of trouble, the best broadcast machine, the award-winning autocrat of advertisement, the cleaner of audio, Mr. Zach Johnson. He's on Instagram and Twitter at Radio ZT, and he delivers us the best intro and outro every single week, making sure that we sound cooler than the other side of the pillow. Anyone with information regarding the murder of my dear friend Carnell Sledge and Kate Brown is asked to please call the Federal Bureau of Investigation for the City of Cleveland, Ohio, 216-622-6842. And we're coming up on the three-year anniversary in June. Um, You can remain completely anonymous. There's $100,000 that is going to come your way if there's a conviction uh, June 4th. We, we will have uh, missed Carnell and Kate for three years. And it's very hard to believe that it's been that long and there's nothing. There's no clues, no DNA, no nothing. So please, if you can, um, they were murdered on June 4th, 2019 under the Lorraine Road Bridge in the Rocky River Reservation. And um, I miss Carnell so much. Um, I'm sure he'd be having a field day with what's going on in my world right now. Uh, So please, help if you can. The only uh, thing that is left to do in this very show, that is to quote the Honorable Mayor of an Honorable Mention, Sauronaro, there is no need to trip out. It's time to dip out. Slap the porpoise. This one is over. We're out. Be kind to one another. Keep your chin up. Happy everything. 
until the next episode. I hope you take my commentary out of this match because I don't want to have anything to do with it. What a fucking abortion. Holy shit. I see trees of green. Red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white. The bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces. Of people going by, I see friends shaking hands, saying, How do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies cry, I watch them grow, they learn much more than I never knew. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.